sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. This is Diamond Bets, the show you've heard so much about. Now you get to experience it. My name's Matt. His name is Joe. For the next short while, a couple of hours, in fact, we're going to sit and talk some baseball. But we're going to talk about how to pull money out of the game. If you like baseball, we've got money. You love baseball, we've got money. Season-long fantasy, DFS, baseball wagering, whatever it is, Joe Pizapia and I are breaking it down. Joe, it's good to see you. Happy Father's Day, my friend. What's up? Happy Father's Day to you as well, buddy. It's a beautiful day here in Jersey. We got uh, Father's Day. We got some grilling, I'm sure, up for a lot of the dads out there. But happy Father's Day to all the dads watching this show. Baseball, Dad's Day. I mean, what a beautiful combination of things. And Matt, a lot of things going on in Major League Baseball, too. Some massive injuries lately. Also, we've got some guys on the return but I think it's more the guys that left yesterday or this weekend. Jordan Alvarez leaving the game late, something with a swing that was bothering him. He's being reevaluated. The Mookie Betts news, not great for the Dodgers. So much to get to, so we might as well start with it. Let's kick off the headlines here because at the top, we did have two very close no-hitters uh, this week. Just, just short. Uh, Miles Mikolas and uh, Tyler Anderson of the uh, Dodgers both fell short of no-hitters, but both miraculous performances especially for miles mikolas who's been tremendous this year anthony rendon is going to miss the rest of the season after wrist surgery uh, aaron judge halfway to 50 home runs already in the season so halfway through some people think he can get to 60 we shall see fly balls in yankee stadium tend to be home runs that's a beautiful thing for aaron judge and company yunjin ryu also done for the year and steven strasburg came back this past week made a start and went right back to the IL, which is unfortunate. And before we even get to the Mookie Betts stuff, which we will talk about because he is on the IL, uh, on the 10-day IL with the cracked rib. So we'll see how that goes for him. But before we get to the impact there, Strasburg back to the IL, Anthony Rendon out for the year. It seems like, unfortunately, these two players have been snake bit. And a few years ago, the Washington Nationals had a choice to make, right? This was This was the choice. You had the money to spend. You're coming off the World Series, all the good favor in the world with the fan base. You had a couple ways you could go. You could have just said, hey, let's give a ton of money to this Juan Soto kid, and let's just make sure we protect him and let the chips fall where they may with the rest of it because we have some cachet because we just won a title. Or we can pay one of our superstars, and instead of Rendon, they chose Strasburg. It looks like there was no right answer. It looks like C, other, probably should have been the answer. But from the national standpoint, you know, they were kind of damned if they did and damned if they didn't either way. It's unfortunate to see both of these guys just lose so much time here of their major league career, so much promise. And we saw some windows of how good they can both be. But let's take it from the Nats side first. I mean, the Nats right now just you know, been terrible all year. Matt, what do you think here uh, with the future of Steven Strasburg? Is this the last time we might see him, period? I mean, I wouldn't say that last time you see him, period. Guys come back all the time, and they have a right to. It's the last time we're going to see the Steven Strasburg that you and I and our fans out there remember and wager upon and draft and things like that. Yeah, but I think that we knew that already. A lot of people had high hopes for Strasburg to come back, but a lot of people out there have been burned by this particular player before. I think overall, though, the narrative speaks to how important pitching is 
and how special it is when someone comes along and can hit. You mentioned they should, they being Washington, protect Juan Soto, spend all this money, lock him. That's great. This season, Juan Soto's completely unwagerable. You can't take him on a total base play. Mm-hmm. There's just no way. It's, it's eroded the fantasy and wagering value of a great player, but it hasn't eroded the player overall, Joe. No, and welcome in our radio audience here to Diamond Bets on Sports Grid. Joe Pizzapia, Matt Stryker with you today on Father's Day, talking baseball, talking about the Strasburg injury, but let's also talk a little bit about Mookie Betts. So originally the x-ray didn't uh, show the cracked rib. The imaging went deeper, did. So uh, obviously he was having some discomfort. This is a huge blow. I mean, let's make no mistake about this. You know, The Dodgers are a team that certainly is built on these superstars. And when you have superstars like Walker Bueller not in the rotation and you're taking the away, you know, one of the top three MVP candidates in Mookie Betts, it's a huge loss. So you're going to need other guys here to step up. You're going to need the Chris Taylors and Justin Turners of the world. And look, Freddie Freeman, you brought in here. They still have Trey Turner. They still have Freeman. You know, they still have enough pieces to get the job done. Kershaw just came back recently, but Matt, we all know that it feels like Mookie Betts is kind of the energy of this team and not having that guy out there every day. I think this is a huge blow to the Dodgers who right now are looking up at the standings at who the Padres, just like we told you they would be. So what do you make of the impact of this injury here to the Dodgers of Betts missing who knows how much time? Well, depending on the severity. So for 25 years of my life, professional wrestler touring all around the world, I can tell you about cracked ribs. It all depends. Mm -hmm. I've had them 10 days, 10 days. I don't know how tough this kid is, man. A cracked rib, you cough, you laugh, you turn the wrong way. That hurts. I can't imagine swinging a bat, making hard contact, and taking second hard with a cracked rib. So yeah, you should be concerned. And I think the Dodgers might look to make a move for some kind of utility player just to fill that void, but you cannot replace Betts' passion. You mentioned it. Personality mm-hmm. drives a team. Careful, the Dodgers could get complacent here. Yeah, look, it's it's not good. Uh, and it's not good for the stock if everybody has shares in Mookie Betts for the MVP race, which, uh, again, I, I'm still on that Goldschmidt bandwagon. Been there for a couple of weeks yeah. now because I feel like that's the guy that's kind of elevated his team, put them in first place. Not that Mookie Betts hasn't kept the Dodgers in the conversation, but when you have a team full of superstars like that, it's a little bit of a different story. It's harder to separate yourself, but we've got a lot more baseball to talk about. Let me tell you, we are just getting started here. We are jam-packed of a show. We come back, we're going to talk about what's trending in Major League Baseball this week, and there were some good stories. We'll be right back right after. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back into Diamond Bets. Matt and Joe with you, taking you up to the 10 a.m. Eastern hour, where more great sports grid programming will continue on the way. Joe PCP and I come your way each and every Sunday morning, and Joe and I talk about it. I'm sure people out there talk about it as well. Sports is changing so quickly, and if you miss something, someone else gets the opportunity. Keep us in your pocket. Take us with you wherever you go, at SportsGrid, at SportsGrid TV. It's an easy follow. You'll get an alert. Should anything happen, it's going to matter to you. Joe, I know what matters to you is being funny and entertaining, and I understand you have mm. quite a few uh, fatherly quips for us on this lovely I morning. Do. So as we dive into what's trending, I look forward to some of your best work. 
Well, the number one hashtag, I'm sure, is Father's Day today, and that's what's trending. And every dad loves a good dad joke. And it's funny because my youngest daughter loves dad jokes. Every corny joke she can get, she thinks it's hilarious. For Christmas, I got her a calendar full of dad jokes, a dad joke a day. My oldest daughter thinks they're stupid, constantly goes, I don't get it, or uh, it's not funny. Well, either way, it doesn't matter because I think they're funny, and so do you if you're watching the show and you're a dad. So I'm going to give you a dad joke, a segment to take with you today and embarrass your children. So here you go. Today, I gave my dead batteries away free of charge. There you go. That's for you. Keep that one in your tank, and let's get to what's trending here. And let's start with this amazing feat by Manny Machado, who, by the way, also went yard again yesterday. Benny Machado has had a fabulous season, and now the longer Tatis is going to not be back. Maybe that Manny Machado narrative stays a little bit longer than we might have thought, so he's going to be in that MVP race with Goldschmidt, I think, down to the wire. But here's an incredible statistic. These are the players to reach 1,500 hits and 250 home runs before turning 30. Manny Machado and then Miguel Cabrera, Hall of Fame, probably. Well, not probably, definitely. Albert Pujols, mm -hmm. Hall of Famer. There'll be, be some one moron who doesn't vote for Albert Pujols, and I'll have to go to his house and smack him around. Andrew Jones, who I think should be a Hall of Famer, all-time great center fielder, fantastic player. Alex Rodriguez, Hall of Fame stats. Ken Griffey Jr., Hall of Famer. Eddie Murray, Hall of Famer. Ron Santo, Hall of Famer. Orlando Cepeda, Hall of Famer. Uh, Frank Robinson, Hall of Famer. Hank Aaron, <laughs> Hall of Famer. Eddie Matthews, Hall of Famer. Mickey Mantle, Hall of Famer. Bugs Bunny, first base. Bugs Bunny, second base. Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays, Mel Ott, Jimmy Fox, double X and Lou Gehrig. That is an incredible list. Manny Machado might be the best player in baseball that nobody's talked about early in his career. Manny Machado had a lot of issues early on. Remember, he used to get in fights with guys and things like that when he was in Baltimore. A lot of people thought he had some maturity issues. Some other players didn't like him. Some other teams didn't like him. It's funny because wasn't one of those fights he got in with Josh Donaldson, who seems like a guy that maybe right rub people the wrong way. Maybe we have a different perspective of Manny Machado now than we did six, seven years ago, whenever that little incident happened. But here's the thing. Let's just say this about Manny Machado. The numbers don't lie. Manny Machado just put himself into a category here where we're not talking good. We're not talking all-star. We're talking about these are the best players in baseball history, Matt. History. And yet this guy has been putting up these numbers and it feels like he has never been the face of baseball. He has never been the people you point to and say, oh, yeah, that's one of the best five players in the game. He's always been a tremendous talent. He's always been a versatile talent. But all of a sudden, I feel like when you put him in this class of what he's been able to accomplish before the age of 30, man, I think it's time we stop and pause and start to put some respect on his name. Was this a stunning uh, revelation for you as it was for me? Because when I saw this list, I could, holy crap. Why are we not talking about Manny Machado as one of the biggest stars in baseball? Yeah, well, I mean, that's why it's here in this segment. And I think people can tip their caps to you for that one, that and the dad joke. But of course, we're going to talk mm -hmm. about the Padres on Father's Day. There's my attempt. But when you mention Machado in this pantheon of all these great players, mm -hmm. perhaps now, statistically as well as culturally, Manny Machado becomes the face of baseball. Now, I'm the biggest Mike Trout fan out there. But perhaps a deeper look needs to come into Manny Machado and what he represents to the entire game. Now, of course, this show is concentrated on wagering and fantasy and things like that. If you can find some type of plus money somewhere on Manny Machado, you have to attack that. I've been seeing total base props go to two and a half, the same way run lines go to two and a half for like the Dodgers and stuff. So you have to try to find a way to make some money. Outside of that, take a step back and just enjoy the fact 
that uh, we're living in a time where we get to watch Manny Machado before his even prime peak, by the way. So this is very mm-hmm. special. I agree with you 100%, Joe. Yeah, I mean, the peak is supposed to be 28 to 31, right, of a player. So we're, we're living in it right now. Uh, it's just been absolutely tremendous. So hopefully a little bit more respect after we see the the categories of the kind of player that he is now considered in, in terms of peer. I mean, look at them. I mean, Mickey Mantle, Hank Aaron, Albert Pujols. I mean, these are some of the best guys that ever did it. Uh, another guy who's doing it and doing it well, Paul Goldschmidt of the Cardinals, uh, is the first major league player this week to have nine hits over this span of games, nine RBI, six plus runs scored, five plus extra base hits, four plus home runs, and no strikeouts over a two-day span. The only other player to do that was Ty Cobb, May 5th and 6th of 1925. So over two days, Paul Goldschmidt has done something that someone hasn't done since 1925. And uh, that's that's a long time ago. And again, Ty Cobb is the only other guy to do it. So Paul Goldschmidt's been on an incredible run. You know, I give you credit, Matt, because early on in the year, you were the guy saying it, not just because you're a Cardinals guy, but you were saying, look, this Cardinals team is very good. Don't count them out in terms of the wagering. The Brewers were the big favorites early on. I'm, I was on the Brewers, no doubt about it, because of the pitching they had. But once that pitching obviously started to get hurt, the door was open. And it feels like the Cardinals just basically kicked the door down. Now, I know Yachty's on the IL now for a little while with the knee issue. That's a big loss on both sides because we're talking about leadership. We're talking about managing the pitching staff, but Matt, uh, what Paul Goldschmidt's done so far. I mean, if I had an MVP vote, I would throw it there because it feels mm-hmm. like this is another guy that's kind of single-handedly propelled his team. It's tough. Him and Machado are right there neck and neck for this award. But right now for me, I'm just going a hair towards Goldschmidt, but what do you think, how important has his contribution been to this St. Louis run here? Because it feels like he has just been red hot since the beginning of the year till now. It is the reason. They've made up like seven games in the standings overall and things of that nature. But back to the stat you were saying that no one's done this in a two-day span since Ty Cobb. Pitches were a lot different back then. We know that. <laughs> but I saw an at-bat with Goldschmidt. I forget. He was walking back to the dugout after scoring, actually. And Arenado had mentioned how he laid off, he being Gold, Goldschmidt, laid off a couple of fastballs and waited on, I think it was a slider at the time. And it told me and the announcers, and the announcers said it to the public that were listening, that Goldschmidt's locked in. And if he doesn't mm-hmm. like that pitch, he'll wait for the next pitch. And he's a professional hitter. And it takes time to hone these skills. And Paul Goldschmidt has it right now. And as long as he can maintain it, keep it hot, pass it on to some of these young kids. You see Edmund and these guys are starting to take more pitches. They're starting to wait for particular mm-hmm. pitches. This is a professional team playing professional baseball. It's going to show in the second half of the season. Yeah, Cardinals are pitching well, and they got Flaherty back this week, too. They're pitching. They're playing defense, too, which is the other part of this game that, you know, when you have Nolan Arenado at the corner there, you're just massively better than everybody else on that left side of the infield. Uh, Speaking of massively good, uh, how about the Atlanta Braves? Uh, Atlanta manager, this tweet uh, from Bob Nightingale, Brian Snickers team meeting two weeks ago uh, in Phoenix. Michael Downs, one of the greatest baseball history. They win their 14th consecutive game. They cut the Mets lead from 10 and a half to four games. Atlanta is one victory shy of the franchise record for victories in a row. Uh, the Braves have been red hot. We talked about when Scherzer went down the very next show we were on here yeah. talking about this is the window for the Braves. If you like the Braves, bet them now because it's going to shrink. They're going to close the gap. there are the Braves. Now, in this period of time, they also lost Ozzy Albies. So he's going to be out for a significant period of time. That's a huge blow, but still. The Braves are showing you they are the champs for a reason. And look, you know, Ronald Acuna, Austin Riley, they've got enough players here to hold down the fort without 
Aussie Albies, but they have been on a magical run. Here's the other question, though, Matt. It's a game of streaks. So are we starting to look at the other way now for the Braves at some point? Are they going to start going the other direction? You can't win every game in a row. You can't do it. That's true. Yeah, no, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't bet the streak heavy back the other way. Obviously, there will be some regression. I mean, even if a team wins 100 games, they're going to have to lose 62. But right now, the Braves are playing well, really well. All right, we come back. We're going to take a look at the standings versus the wagering board in some of these divisions because uh, they might not be where you think they are, and they are ever-changing with some of these injuries. So we come back. We're going to take a look at what's happening between the lines right here on Diamond Beds. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Folks, welcome back in. Diamond Bets is on the air. Easy like Sunday morning. Matt Stryker, Joe Pizzapia, the one and only Christopher Jackson Koski on the ones and the twos. This is the team, folks. Uh, what we do on this show each and every Sunday morning is we take a deep dive into baseball and we try to pull some money out of it. Whether you're in a season-long fantasy league, you're just playing DFS, or you're new to baseball wagering, or you're an old sharp, you know it as well as we do. There's way to pull out a few bucks. Your car payment, your grocery bill, lunch. How do you love a baseball? So with that said, I bring in Joe Pizzapia. He's the author and mind behind the Black Book series. Go check it out on Amazon or Google because it's changed the way people are pulling money out of sports. I mean, people are getting rich. I'm going to say it straight up, Joe. Mm. And it's a thanks to you on this Father's Day. I know every dad's ear perked up on that one. Let's move between the lines. Let's talk to Joe about what we're seeing and how the odds and the standings have a huge chasm between them. How can we pull some money out of it? Yes. Well, before we do, let's pull another dad joke out of our arsenal for the dads out there watching today. We have to do the dad joke of the segment. Uh, What did the math book say to the other books? Man, I got so many problems. I got so many problems. There you go. Got 99 problems, but uh, the Brewers have 99 problems right now. And the biggest one (laughs) is the Cardinals. Uh, So let's take a look at this right now, because if you look at the the lines here they still say the brewers are the favorite now the standings say something different right now the brewers are minus 145 the cardinals are plus 110 i think this is the last time you're going to get any plus money on the cardinals i really do um cardinals right now are a game ahead of the milwaukee brewers so uh, over the last 10 games st louis is six and four the brewers are four and six now granted they have been treading water here well the adams was on the il for a long time they didn't have Woodruff, Frey Peralta still on the IL. They just had Andy Ashby have a bad start. So there's, there's a lot of negativity surrounding the Brewers. And if you look at the Cardinals, I mean, everything has worked for them. And, and now the Cardinals pitching, you know, with, with Miklas, with Adam Wainwright, with the, with the contributions they've gotten from some of these starting pitchers. And now you add Jack Flaherty back to this rotation. If you get Jack Flaherty at his peak, if you get good Jack Flaherty back in this rotation, that is a huge piece here for this team. And you also have a lot of, I think, veteran presence guys like Yadier Molina, like Wainwright. Uh, Goldschmidt's been in the league a long time. Arenado. I mean, this is Arenado's chance to win after toiling in obscurity in Colorado for so many years. So I, I look at this and I look at the Cardinals and I, I just feel like this is going to go completely in the other direction. And I, as somebody who was supporting the Brewers, I think it's important to know 
eventually you have to come to realization. You have to look at the board and be realistic. And even if they get everybody back and healthy, what does this board look like? What does the standings look like a month from now when we hit the all-star break? And as far as I'm concerned right now, I mean, I'm looking at the Cardinals. And if you look at the consensus betting line here for them, uh, to win the pennant, it's 11 to 1. To win the division, again, plus 110 is the consensus. Uh, you can get plus 115 over at DraftKings, plus 110 at FanDuel. But BetMGM has them already as a minus. So that tells me something, Matt, which it tells me that this is the rec- direction things are going. If you believe in the Cardinals, is the last time you're going to get plus money on them. After that, I think it's going to go in the other direction. And as far as the win total of 85 and a half, I mean, you can still bet that uh over a fan duel at 84 and a half the consensus line is 85 but 84 over a fan duel to me that's a lock already i would go and i would pound that that's at minus 109 so what do you think of the way this central is shaping up right now in terms of the lines in terms of the standings how do you see things st louis is to lose straight up and when a house mm-hmm. like bet mgm is ahead of the curve turning it into minus money you need to take a look at that because they're good prognosticators pardon me <clears throat> so that's the thing when the season stops if it should stop, let's say today, look at the mm-hmm. teams that you would want to wager on. Who are the hot teams? Atlanta, Philadelphia, St. Louis, San Diego. Those are going to be the teams to talk about. And if you can find them at pluses right now, then to get on it. I mean, there's no way around it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, let's move and uh, take a look at the West because the West standings right now, the Dodgers are, you know, right now a half game ahead of the Padres over the last 10 games. We've got the Dodgers playing 500. We got San Diego playing at, you know, six wins over the last 10. So uh, the pitching has been miraculous there for them. Joe Musgrove has been absolutely brilliant to me. He's the Cy Young. And if you look at the lines, it still tells you that with this Mookie Betts injury coming into the weekend, minus 230 on the Dodger side, plus 250 on the Padres. That's understandable. That makes a lot of sense. If you look at some of the other numbers right now in terms of the consensus line, that line's already moved a little bit. Because now we're at my, uh, plus 220 for the Padres overall over on bettingpros.com. So with the Mookie Betts injury, that's already slightly moved the needle here. Uh, you can get them at plus 240 over a Fox bet, which is probably the best place you can get them. And again, what I'm looking at is bettingpros.com where you can see the consensus of all the different lines. So if you like something, you can go find the best odds and just go bet it. But the consensus number is 220. The Dodgers have Walker Bueller on the I.O. They have Mookie Betts on the I.O. It feels like the Padres are the team that every fifth day or every day, basically, they're going to throw a pretty good starter at you. I know Tony Gonsolin's been great, but I'm a little afraid because Tony Gonsolin's already hit his innings threshold that he's ever pitched at the major league level in a season. He's only ever thrown 120 innings in a minor league season. I'm a little concerned, Matt. At some point in time, these innings catch up with everybody who's never really been out there throwing that many innings. And as great as he's been, is Tony Gonsolin the guy they're going to pin their hopes and dreams to? Because you can't really pin it to Kershaw. I mean, Kershaw, as great as he is, he's a Hall of Famer, first ballot guy. We all know that at any given moment, there could be another health issue, whether it be the back, whether it be another injury. I look at this Padres number, plus 250 on FanDuel coming into the weekend. To me, it's the Padres. It's been the Padres for a while. You can't make money on the Dodgers, so why try? So that's where I'm at, and I feel like just like that Cardinal number, this could continue to dwindle as we get into summer here. But what do you think here about what the Padres are doing and the state of the Dodgers and how those two things might be viewed? Well, it's intriguing because I think that the Dodgers and Padres represent two very different types of wagerers, two very different types of DFS and season-long fantasy players. Padres people 
know about that hard work and they got to come up from underneath. This was a fun team last year. It's going to be a fun team this year. You're right. Every single day, someone standing on the mound is someone you can get behind. Trade deadline looming and I would not sleep. And when and if he does arrive, Tatis makes this team, boom, that much better. Mm-hmm. The Dodger wagerer, the elite, the white collar. They, they do believe that the Dodgers will fix everything. It'll all be fine. I think there's a problem there. I think you're holding your breath. But with so much money coming in on the Dodgers, you mentioned it's hard to wager on them because everything is minus 200, minus 300. Mm-hmm. The houses are sitting on a lot of Dodger public money here. So either the trap door, the bubble pops, and the, the <laughs> workers' party rejoices, or the rich continue <laughs> to get richer. No, it's exactly what it is. It's a... What's the word I'm looking for? A reflection of society. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reminds me of the Seinfeld where Elaine was dating a communist. That's one of my, yes. one of my favorite ones. Ned, I love it. Ned, Ned Isaacoff. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Are you a communist? How she breaks that. Like she's just having a normal conversation. And she just hits him with that. God, what a great show. So good. Uh, but look, the Dodgers been like right now, the consensus line for them is minus 220. Right? So there's definitely a little bit of a fear there, I think, with this Mookie Betts injury because that's been the guy. That's been the straw that serves a drink. He gets on base. He makes things happen. He's got power. He's got that energy. He's got that speed. You take him away, even for a short period of time. I think that hurts the Dodgers. But more than anything, it's keep going back to the same thing, which is the Padres pitching. Darvish, Manaya, Joe Musgrove. If Blake Snell is out there having a good game, okay. You know, you never know what you get out of him. McKenzie Gore, for the most part, has been really good. I mean, this team pitches and they pitch every single day, the offense has been sporadic. But, I mean, geez, like, is there a point? I don't know what people are watching, but we're watching baseball. We're watching that Padre rotation every single night. I mean, they are good. Uh, Also very good has been Aaron Judge. He's been on fire, and you can see Otani started out as basically a 3-1 to favorite at most places for MVP. He is now at plus 450. So he's going in the other direction. Aaron Judge is at plus 100. He is the favorite. These stats are over on FanDuel. Uh, you still got Mike Trout, Otani's teammate, at plus 600. Jose Ramirez at plus 1,200. I want to talk about him and Rafael Devers at plus 15 in the second. Uh, and then Jordan Alvarez at 25 to 1, but probably is not going to get the same attention as these other guys. So everybody wants to talk about Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is the Yankee who's hit a ton of home runs, and he plays in New York, and there's a good chance that he is now legitimately going to be the favorite and possibly win this award. So what I personally did a few weeks ago, sensing this trend, talking about it here on the program, which was let's pull the money out, which you can, and already made money on the Otani. So already, whatever the investment was, it already went up a little bit, took that money out, put it into judge. But now I'm watching the Otani number very carefully because as the Otani number starts to grow a little bit, but he still has some good starts and he still plays very well. The angels can kind of work themselves back into relevance and Otani, especially because once again, he does something nobody else can do. And Otani at six to one or seven to one, is an incredibly good investment, even if it doesn't hit, because again, he has an advantage no one else has. He should have been a minus to begin the year as a favor for this award. Judge is the guy right now. You should invest in Judge, but watch this Otani number because this is one to grow on. And I'll tell you the other guy too, Jose Ramirez. I don't think enough people are talking about what this guy's doing. This guy, talk about carrying a team on your back. This guy is doing that. He is leading in top five in every single offensive category, but he plays in Cleveland, so nobody cares. All anybody wants to talk about is Aaron Judge. What do you think here about investing in Judge, but maybe having a little bit here in Jose Ramirez and Otani at bigger numbers? 
Yep, you're a thousand percent correct. It's judges to lose. You want to split some units on some other players, but I wouldn't sleep on Mike Trout because uh, Ramirez, to your point, yeah, all the RBIs and carrying this team, but it is a media award and Cleveland doesn't have the media spotlight. It would come down between Otani and Trout, but if Trout starts to pull away in any way, shape or form, I think the eyes of the writers would go there, Joe. Yeah, well, let me tell you, Otani... As long as he pitches well, I don't know how you don't say he's the most valuable piece. I love Aaron Judge. Fun to watch. He's not pitching. Just saying. When we come back, who's been hot and who's not? We'll tell you right here on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, folks, welcome back into Diamond Bets. It's been fun so far. We'll continue to get even more and more enthralling as we now enter into a segment that was once in the running for the name of the show. But we mm. figured because Joe Pizzapia really, really voted against it for the name of the show, we'd throw it here in the segment. It's called Studs and Duds. And Joe's thought process was that he is enough stud for everyone. Do you have any dad jokes for us, my friend? Anything at all? <laughs> uh, yeah, right. I. I'm the stud, not you. Look at you. Look at you with your salt and pepper beard and your hair. Oh, just just hair on hair. your head. How dare you Look have at hair you. on your head. Look at you. Uh, yeah, I got a dad joke for you. My dad always told me, don't buy anything, uh, don't buy anything with Velcro because it's just a ripoff. Yeah. Yeah, let's go, dad <laughs> yeah, The end was good. That's right. You got to let – the best dad joke is the one you just kind of – you throw it out there and you let it settle. And then you step away. That's what you do. You just walk. You, you drop the mic and you walk away. Who's dropping the mic this week? We'll tell you. It start with uh, Jake Cronenworth. It's about time somebody started hitting around Manny Machado. Finally, Jake Cronenworth. <laughs> things had not been going well for him to start the year. Uh, we were talking about his splits coming into uh, the segment here. Uh, splits have been terrible too. At home this year, he's hitting a buck ninety six with a six oh six OPS on the road hitting 297 with an 861 OPS. So take that in mind. If you're playing DFS or you're looking for props on Jake Cronenworth, forget him at home this year on the road. I don't know what's going on. He must hate his bed. Maybe he's got, he doesn't have like a sleep number bed or I don't know what the hell. He's got something bad at home. I don't know what it is. He don't like it. He has not been good on the road. That's where you want Cronenworth. But look at the last 54 at bats, 14 runs, three dingers. I mean, the guy has been unbelievably good here. 21 ribbies. 389 batting average over his last 54 at bats and 1188 OPS. I know everyone's got huge numbers because that series against the Cubs, which was super fun if you're a Padre fan. Not so much if uh, you like the Cubbies. That's it's been a rough go for them Cubs. But uh, let me tell you, this is one of those things too from a wagering perspective to take away from this week. When you, when you've got these teams that are going up against the Cubs, against the Pirates, you just continue to hammer these things. The Reds, the Central is bad. It's got two great teams at the top. And then it's bad. We told you this is what it was going to be at the beginning of the year. It's exactly what we thought they would be. It's exactly who they are. Take advantage of it. Find the overs in these games and some of these good offenses, especially the day games in Wrigley Field in the summertime when the ball is just flying out. I mean, this is always, this is baseball 101, baby. Let's go back to it. 
let's rejoice in the simple. And finally, Cronenworth turning things around. But this is important here because Matt Cronenworth is a very important player who last year had a fantastic season for the Padres. And honestly, to start the year, I think people were a little concerned, as they should be in April. He had 215 with a 711 OPS. Then it got worse in May, 206 batting average with a 546 OPS. Finally, over in June, 377, 1113 OPS. Things are going back in the other direction for Cronenworth. You missed the buy low window, but you can still make money on the prop market, especially on the road. I think we want to emphasize that. But this is why splits are so important, right, Matt? To know the player, know how to invest in them, and when to invest in them. Yeah, again, as usual, you're 1,000% correct. When you're looking at the home road differences between the player, the only way that you can sometimes capitalize, only and sometimes, you can capitalize on the home is if the total base prop goes down to 0.5, goes down to half. And sometimes you have to lay minus 1.6, excuse me, minus 1.65. But if that's the case, if you're looking to achieve the easy event, taking him on the road and also he extends the lineup as well. You could start to look for run scored props. You could start to look for other, other things that could affect your wagering and how you want to try to play it if that lineup is lengthened, Joe. And it's the same thing going on in Philadelphia as well. Yeah, I mean, a few weeks ago we sat here and in the duds part was Kyle Schwarber, but it was a caveat dud. We had a huge caveat. I wish we, you know, if we made Chris Kofsky work a little harder, we probably could have pulled that clip from a couple weeks ago of me telling everybody, <laughs> buy on Kyle Schwarber. Look at the power numbers. The power numbers are there. He's a guy that's always struggled with batting average for the most part in his career. Just buy into the power. New guy, new city, you know, figuring things out. Take a look at what he's done over the last 50 at-bats. 15 runs, six homers, 12 ribbies, 286 batting average, 1152 OPS. As long as the power was there for Kyle Schwarber, everything else was going to be fine. Um, and, and look, this is not this is not new to Kyle Schwarber. I think last year was new when we looked at him and said, wow, look at Kyle Schwarber starting to be a more complete hitter. And maybe it didn't last. Maybe he was just pressing a little bit. So you didn't draft him in your fantasy leagues for batting average. You didn't. You knew what you were getting with Kyle Schwarber for the most part, which is a player that is going to be streaky at times, but as long as the power is right, you're in good shape. And look, five home runs in April, six in May. He's got seven already in June, seven, and we're only on the 19th of June. So uh, Kyle Schwarber, a big part of this Phillies run, which again, we talked about the Phillies too. When they fire the manager, always look for that little bump that a team's going to get, right? Typically they tend to rally a little bit. How long that lasts to be determined but you always look for that little bounce off the managerial firing. And if you played the bounce with the Phillies the last few weeks and you listen to the show, you done okay. So Kyle Schwarber, back to being Kyle Schwarber, which is what we always thought he was. A guy with a lot of power and probably empty batting average, and that's good. That's okay. You can you can have that, especially if you're looking for home run props too. Schwarber's been great here this month of June. Yeah, look, if you're trying to make any player, not just Kyle Schwarber, something that they are not, and then you scratch your head and go, oh, why am I down? Why am I in the minus? Well, that's why. You know, take it for what it is. If Schwarber, Schwarber presents you these options and you find them in a nice price range, then take those options. But don't try to make Kyle Schwarber or anyone else into something that you want them to be. And, Joe, you and I have talked about it a lot. We see it a lot with pitchers as well. Yes, we do. Uh, and Tyler Molly is a pitcher who's trying desperately to pitch his way out of Cincinnati, and he's doing a good job of it lately. He's been excellent uh, over the last 21 innings, three starts, just 15 hits, 28 strikeouts in those 21 innings, four walks, outstanding ratio there. That's the recipe for winning games as a pitcher. 171 ERA over those 21 innings and a .90 whip. So Tyler Molly, 
another guy that struggled a bit to begin the year, uh, and that's okay. If you look at the home road splits for him, it's another one too. He has struggled at home, five ERA on the road, three seven ERA. Much different story for him. A lot of teams, I think, will look at Tyler Molly and say, this is a guy that can really help us. If I was the Dodgers, I'd be looking at him. Right now, I think this is a very good pitcher for them to add. If I was the Braves, I'd be looking at him. Even if I was the Mets, I'd be looking at Any of those teams in the National League, I think this guy could really help you in the back of this rotation because uh, you're not going to put any pressure on him. It's not like he has to go be an ace or anything like that. But this was a player, too. I mean, April, 645 ERA. May, 488 ERA. Three starts in June, 171. So he had pitched very well at times last year. You know the strikeout potential is there, too. He's been a guy that's always had a K per nine rate around nine, which is where you'd love it to be. So it was just a matter, I think, maybe bad start to the year. You know, I know uh, different pitchers reacted differently to the stop and start of what spring training was supposed to be, and everybody ramped up differently. And it could have just been so easy as that. We could just chalk up the bad start to that. But Tyler Molly's a good pitcher. Tyler Molly can help a contender. And I do think this is a guy that's going to get traded to the deadline. So in fantasy leagues, I'd be trying to acquire him now while the overall number is still a little bit bigger on that ERA before people realize that he's kind of turned things around. And there's a really good chance he's going to be somewhere other than Cincinnati by the time we hit August 1st. Yeah, and you listed National League suitors. Uh, I like mm-hmm. when a guy goes from one league over to another. It's it's not so much these days as it was back in the day, but a lot of those hitters, this pitcher is new to them, and they haven't seen the I'm making it a break on his slider or, or the, the way his fastball moves. So seeing Molly get traded is, I think, 99.9% positively going to happen, but to an American League team. And I think anyone out there in season-long fantasy, if you have him now, hold on to him because he looks a lot better as I'm uh, an SP3 for Minnesota or maybe a back-end guy on yeah. the Yankees and things of this nature. Minnesota's a great one. They could really use him too. Minnesota definitely needs more pitching. Uh, I, I worry about them hanging and competing there. And I'll tell you what, if, if Cle- <laughs> ironically, look at Cleveland's hanging around there. You know? Yeah, it's a short they, trip. They've had sure. some inconsistencies in that rotation. I wouldn't be shocked if they went out there and made a small move like this. I don't think Molly's going to cost night and day. I think more teams will be interested in Montas or Castillo. Molly might be like that quiet guy that comes in, helps a rotation, and might cost you a little bit less in terms of the prospect hall. Uh, another guy, too, a couple weeks ago, was the best hitter in baseball for like a week and a half. And I took a lot of heat for this. And I said, I want all the smoke. You can give it to me. Give me all the smoke. Because Trevor Story is a good player, but this run is unsustainable. And what he's doing now, he's blowing people's minds. It's unbelievable. It's incredible. It cannot last, especially when you look at the strikeout rate and the swing and miss rate of Trevor Story. So if you sold him at the peak, right? What do you say? Sell on the rip, buy on the dip, right? That's the, uh, that's the big mad striker saying, I believe. If I'm getting that right, I probably screwed it up, but that's okay. Look at Trevor Story over the last 50 at-bats, okay? Just five runs scored. He's got 18 strikeouts, right? Just four walks, 204 batting average. That OPS is at 550. Folks, folks, Trevor Story is a very streaky player. He just is. The batting average still, the contact rate still too low. The OBP still sitting around 300 for the year. You can't be a great player with an OBP around 290 something. It just, it doesn't happen typically. Okay. And this is why I said as good as that run was, you can't wipe away all the stuff that you saw before that run. And then all those things that did carry over during the run, the strikeout rate was still high during the run. The swing and miss rate was still high during the run. It just so happens. A lot of the batting average of balls in play, a lot of the hard contact that he was making. There's some luck to baseball. 
Trevor Story is not a luck. He's a very talented guy. But it's the idea of if you thought Trevor Story was the best player in the league during that run, you were wrong. And if you cash him in for probably anything you bought low on that's a pretty good player that you know who that player is, you probably did okay. But once again, now that window is shut. And I don't think it's going to reopen again. I think this is what Trevor Story is. And Trevor Story not in Colorado is just something I didn't want to invest in. And this is exactly the reason why. Because Colorado can help give you that bounce even when you have a big swing and miss rate. It can give you that bounce because of the surrounding offense around you that's eventually going to pile on some stats to you. Fenway Park's a great place. It ain't Colorado. And Trevor Story is not Nolan Arenado. (laughs) Like, he's not that kind of player. So here you go. The window's shut. So I don't know what else to say about Trevor Story. Anything else to add here about this? Well, to the season-long fantasy manager, obviously when you're trying to make a deal with a player, you say, well, where did I draft this player? What am I getting back? Don't be afraid to build up. And you could take Mm. a nice little two- or three-piece package if you you are inclined to get rid of Story. But I know people that drafted him, I don't think they're going to trade him. I think they still believe and they're going to hold out. But at the end of the day, when you look at the whole entire season – the longer we go, the less it's going to be worth it, right? The juice is not going to be worth the squeeze, as the kids say. On base percentage is important. If you're not on base, you're not making things happen. You're not making things happen. You're not a good return on investment. Sorry. All right, last one here is, oh, man, the Blue Jays. They finally get Jose Barrios going in the right direction, and now look what happened to Kikuchi. What's going on? It's like they only have so many hands, and eventually somebody has to fall through the cracks. And over the last 21 innings for this guy, what, what is happening here? I'm sorry, the last nine innings in three games, eight walks, 14 hits, 1061 ERA, a 236 whip. You say Kikuchi going in a complete wrong direction here. I don't know what is happening here to this dude, but we've got to fix this. Matt Stryker, this is another team too. Maybe with Tyler Molly or somebody else to help out this rotation because the Blue Jays are falling out behind the Yankees, falling out behind the Rays a little bit. Man, the Blue Jays are finally having expectations. It feels like it's it's hurting them a little bit this year. Yeah, I think pitching coaches will tell you all around at every level, locate your fastball first, and then you can tinker with your secondary stuff. If Kikuchi doesn't have the confidence to place his fastball, nothing else is going to matter. Yeah, let me tell you, it's like, you know, one step up and two steps back with this Blue Jay rotation all the time. And then finally, Alec Manoa got solved by the Yankees. He's been great against the Yankees his whole career. We come back, a little history lesson here on SportsGrid. Don't go anywhere. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in Diamond Bet, an hour in the books in the annals of history. They'll speak of the wonderful Joe Pizzapia. They will speak of Christopher Jackson-Kofsky. They will say words about me as well. Uh, as we close out hour one, it's time to get in our time machine and go back in time. Joseph, sir, where are you taking us? Well, I don't I don't want to know what Chris Kofsky's real middle name is because it's. I thought it was Evelyn. I didn't know it was Jackson. <laughs> I don't know. I gotta ask now. Chris. What's your Chris? What what is your uh, what is your middle name, Chris? I can say it in my ear. I would, William, William Christopher William Kofsky. That's even see. That's even more regal. That's even better than we thought. All right, let's get a little history lesson here. In 1989, Mets pitcher Dwight Gooden wins his 100th career game, five and three over the Expos. 
uh, five to three, excuse me, over the Expos is uh, 100 to 37 career record is second only to Whitey Ford, who started his career 136. I think we forget how good Dwight Gooden was to start his career and how dominant and how he was the must-see pitcher. When you're talking about Whitey Ford, you're talking about one of the all-time greats, and you're talking about Dwight Gooden coming in and just being so dominant. You know, it always ends up being one of those, you know, what could have been stories. But I know from Father's Day perspective, you know, I still remember my dad taking me to my first Mets game. And it was around that, that 1986 time. And I remember it got rained out and I should have listened to the baseball gods. Then they were trying to tell me, don't do this, Joe, don't do this to yourself. But luckily went to a lot of other games with my dad too. I know you went to a lot of games at Shea stadium too, to root against the Mets for the Cardinals. <laughs> we probably would have gotten into a fight back then. But I remember my dad taking me on my birthday to see the Mets win in the uh, year they clinched in 88. So I actually got to see it and have that moment there on the field and uh, I know, Matt, for you, baseball and dad's a very special thing. Yeah, absolutely. I sit in the Shea Stadium many a time and had that place rocking good and just breaking guys with the 12 and 6 or just blowing guys mm-hmm. away with the fastball. And through all the shouting and all the cheering, my dad would lean into my ear and say, this kid is special. And he was. Yeah, he was. Two pitches. See? See, kids? You can pitch with two pitches. Don't let anybody tell you different. Hour two coming up right after this. You- 